Hi, this is Linda Pearl, and I'll be the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Here we go once again for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 551 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, Linda Pearl is going to be joining us. Of course, she was Fonzie's girlfriend on Happy Days, Madlock's daughter on Madlock, and she was Pam's mom on The Office. And on Saturday, May 8th, she is going to be doing viral vignettes. 5 o'clock Pacific Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, and it's all going to benefit the Actors Fund. So it's a good cause, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll give you a little more information on that. I know that's kind of vague to tell you about right now, but we've, uh, we're going to give you a lot more about it, and Linda will let us know about it. And it's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. And, of course, uh, we've got all kinds of things going on here, as usual, at On Screen and Beyond. We're just coming more episodes fast and furious at you. And please tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond. Like us. Subscribe to On Screen and Beyond. That's the best way, because you never know. I mean, we do it weekly, usually, but uh, sometimes we come out with episodes sooner, and we're reposting the old episodes for you, some great guests, and all kinds of stuff so keep lookout on onscreenandbeyond.com or your favorite podcast provider and you can uh, you know hear all the episodes that are coming your way we've got some great ones coming your way still more coming and of course all our past episodes and we've just kept loading those up so be sure to check that out tell a friend about on screen and beyond check us out on twitter uh, we post a lot of stuff up there and also Facebook, I'm still working on that one. I, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Anyways, uh, we'll probably make a new, n- a new page for that. But anyways, it's time for Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. So get ready. Remake Madness. Well, the Sony Pictures musical remake of Cinderella we've been talking about. It's going to be starring Camilla Cabello. And we'll, uh, it's gonna, looks like it's gonna be showing on Amazon Prime. That's what they're saying, and it's, uh, later this year that'll be coming your way. And a remake of 1973's Cleopatra Jones is in the works over at Warner Brothers. And 1997's The Borrowers will once again try for another outing of, uh, the little people there, the, the tiny people. They're hiding in the walls, and they call borrowers because, uh, they're, you know, uh, taking, borrowing from the people who live in the houses and they live in the walls and everything. So anyways, that's going to be coming your way uh, and we'll uh, keep you informed as that comes your way. So that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Blake Lively will star in a new Netflix film called Lady Killer and it's based on a Dark Horse comic. Owen Wilson will star in Paramount's film called Secret Headquarters. And Jerry Bruckheimer is going to be producing that one. And it's a fast-paced family action. Of course, it's Jerry Bruckheimer. What do you expect? A family action film about a boy who discovers the secret headquarters of the world's most powerful superhero beneath his house. And a new sci-fi thriller with Mark Wahlberg called Infinite will skip theaters and go direct 
to Paramount+. Plus. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, take you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Well, look at sequels coming your way. It looks like Downton Abbey 2 is looking for a December 22nd release this year. And Sonic 2 is looking at an April 8th, 2022 release, right now anyways. And Legally Blonde 3 may come out on May 20th, 2022. So those are a couple of things to look forward to, possibly on those dates. You know, but it could change. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, it looks like on June 8th, MacGyver Season 4 slides on the DVD. And His Dark Materials, the complete second season, hits DVD and Blu-ray on June 29th. And on, also on June 29th, you can catch The Watch Season 1 as it arrives on Blu-ray and DVD. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD. Movies on DVD, well, May 25th, Evil Everywhere will be hitting on-demand and DVD with a 80s-style horror thriller. And a new sci-fi thriller, Voyagers, uh, will arrive on digital, digital 4K, Ultra HD, and Blu-ray Combo Pack and DVD on June 15th. And May 18th, the Academy Award winner, The Father, lands on Blu-ray. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. <laughs> TV and Entertainment Time. Well, we told you about the Night Court sequel a while ago with John Larroquette returning, and it will uh, center around Judge Harry Stone's daughter, who is a judge also. And the role now has been uh, revealed. It will be played by Melissa Roche, who played Bernadette on The Big Bang Theory. And at this point, it's only a pilot, so it's not been picked up yet, but we'll see what happens with that. Sounds like it'll be interesting. And sadly, Olympia Dukakis passed away the, earlier this week at the age of 89. And that is it for TV and Entertainment Time here at On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Linda Pearl is going to be coming our way. Linda has done a lot of things on TV and movies and things, and she's going to tell us all about that and a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, specifically about Saturday, May 8th, viral vignettes. What's that? Well, you'll find out coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. It's Linda Pearl. On Screen and Beyond, we have as our guest an actress who is known for many roles, including Fonzie's girlfriend on Happy Days, 
as Matlock's daughter, Charlene, on Matlock, and as Pam's mom on The Office. She has had numerous roles on stage and has guest starred on more TV shows than we can mention. On Saturday, May 8th, she will be joining a star-studded cast online from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific Time in numerous viral vignettes to help raise money for the benefit of Actors Fund. And the cast includes Gail O'Grady, Max Gale Jr., Don Most, John Schneider, Renee Taylor, and so many more. And uh, it can be seen on Saturday, May 8th by going to www.viralvignettes.com. And our guest, who will also be starring in one of the segments, is Linda Pearl. Linda, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thanks for having me. Now, this whole thing of viral vignettes is... Uh, it, it's it's so intriguing. It, it, what it reminds me of is uh, sort of like segments from uh, the Love Boat or Love American style. Is that is that sort of what we're looking at? <laughs> uh, it could be. I think you know it came out of a kind of desperation. We were newly launched into this strange world of pandemic and everybody being isolated. And David, our our producer, said, "Well." that's not going to stop us. And so he created, pulled together this extraordinary team of writers and directors and actors. And of course, everybody jumped in. And um, in in my case, I was at home in Colorado. I had been in New York uh, doing a play actually and uh, living in New York. And of course, that all came crashing down on two hours notice. And so I retreated to my home in Colorado and about a month later, um, you know, I strapped my uh, iPhone to a a, a, a short ladder, and uh, you know, we started filming. And um, it was pretty funny uh, because you're your own hair and makeup and crew and everything. <laughs> but it was so much fun to do, and also there was a sense of you know, there's a way forward. It doesn't mean that the art stops. Um, so I was really grateful to be asked, and it was a blast to do. Yeah, it sounds sounds like a, I, I've seen a couple of them. I, w- I was able to watch a few of them, and uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun. And the way it was done, uh, it doesn't seem out of place, you know, like, like you're watching yeah. – um, uh, you know, Zoom. I mean, everybody's sick of Zoom, I guess, you know, or, or FaceTime yeah, or really. whatever. You know, yeah. but it was really neat the way it was done, and uh, I, I thought. To... Well, I think yes, it didn't try to sort of ignore the paradigm we were in. Right. I mean, it, it dealt with the fact that we are living in a Zoom world. You know, mm-hmm. not yeah. forever, but for now. I hope and, not. <laughs> um, yeah, I Bill Bickley. You know, was uh, one of the writers on it, and I came to know Bill on my first job in LA on Happy Days. He was a showrunner and uh, one of the you know key writers there. Mm-hmm. So to be working with Bill again, of course Donnie, who's remained a friend since that time, it was there was this sort of full cycle feel to it. Also, yeah. So so Don most directed your your segment, correct? Yes, he did. Uh huh. Yeah, and and you mentioned that that you've known him since you know the, back in the seventies. Now you've actually uh, you've done a lot with him. It seems every t- every once in a while it pops up that you guys are doing something together. That's right. 
I mean, one of the things we discovered early on in our friendship when we were babies, we actually knew each other in New York before we both moved to California. Oh, so really? oh. we were, I was 16 when I met Donnie. And anyway, we had uh, discovered a shared love of singing at the time and singing specifically the Great American Songbook. So all these decades <laughs> you know, later, I'm singing a lot. So is Donnie. And so when we can, if Donnie's doing a concert, he'll very kindly rope me in to be a guest on his show and vice versa. And then a couple of times in New York, we've done, and Connecticut, I guess, we've done shows together, duo shows. And it's just so much, so much fun. It's so easy to be on stage with Donnie. And um, of course, he's just wonderful up there. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah, I can I can imagine the two of you being on stage together is is it's just like you say a fun time to 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 see a show like that. Well, and you know, hopefully before too long we'll be able to be doing it again. I'm actually going to be when is it June 15th? I'm going to be doing it's still going to be Zoom, but we're going to be at least in the room i mean not with donnie unfortunately but uh just myself and 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 my musicians will be in the room together performing live and it'll be uh streaming on on zoom or wherever these things stream i i I don't i don't really know maybe not zoom or youtube or something like that i don't know (laughs) but i'm ecstatic to be able to be in a room with the guys again Mm -hmm. yeah so is this something that the general public can see well, it is, yes, and I, I, I don't live in the techno world when I can help it, so there will be some sort of a link and advertisement, and, you know, so yes, mm-hmm. people yeah. can. I'm, I'm, I'll be posting it, I'm sure, or they will post it or something, yeah. but I, yeah. I'll ask you later on, too, before we leave, but uh, also, uh, where can people connect to see, you know, what you're doing and keeping up with you <laughs> for things like oh, that. Oh, thank you so much. Um, well, let's see. I guess Instagram Instagram is, is pretty good. Yeah, we sort of keep up with what's going on there. Um, I mean, some days it's nothing more than the laundry, believe me. <laughs> but Instagram or Facebook, um, and I have a website, lindapearls.com. Um, if anybody even goes to websites these days, I don't know. <laughs> I did today, um, so I can admit Okay, it. <laughs> all right. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's yeah. those are the places people, okay, okay so if they type you in on there, they'll be able to keep up with what you're going, what's going on when you have shows you coming bet. up. And, and the day that you finally can get into an actual theater and do a show. <laughs> I know, isn't that something? I've been lucky during the pandemic, I've got to do a, a couple of films, and um but, you know, not without challenges. The first one, a, a really swell, I haven't seen it yet, but it was so much fun to do. It was an independent called Paul's Promise. And we shot down in New Mexico last fall. And, you know, of course, everybody was tested and Screen Actors Guild has very good protocols in place. And yet we had one and then two come down with COVID. So we were all quarantined for 10 days and then further testing revealed that there were many people uh, in, in the crew uh, who had COVID. Fortunately, they, everybody recovered, but it was such that the producers felt, you know, the safest course of action was to stop the filming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody went home and we were able to reboot. I mean, as a, 
I can't imagine the headache of the producers, but they were, you know, suffered through, uh, but they were resilient and we, and we were able to finish. Um, so, and then, uh, my partner, Patrick Duffy and I just did a film up in Canada and it was hysterical (laughs) because to, you know, we both been vaccinated and, and all that, but we, did all the tests required you got up to canada and uh canada requires that you go no matter what you're in a two-week lockdown quarantine so we were in the hotel room not allowed to put our toe so much out in the hallway uh for two weeks they sent food up we weren't allowed to send any laundry out i mean you know (laughs) two weeks in a room with the person you love is is not a hardship um so uh but but still, it was it was actually sort of comforting to be in a place that took it so seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when we went to work after our quarantine, um, you know, the protocol on the set was very was very strict, and and uh, so we we got through it. Wow. And that's a project for a, a lifetime movie that'll be out at, at some point in the next few months. Oh. Yeah. Is um, it, can you can you give us a little hint of what that's about or what you what role you're playing? Well, or? I can. It only has a working title at this point. It's called the it's the Lori Vallow project. It's kind of gruesome, actually. You may remember in 2019, there was this um, horrible woman. I, I will say that uh, that um, you know was terribly misguided with a religious cult and um, murdered her husband and her children and. Uh, so we play the the, the dead husband's uh, relatives um, that become worry and sort of clang the alarm bell to the police and eventually uncovered these horrible things. I mean, she today is uh, sitting in jail. Mm. Um, wow. So it's one of one of those one of those stories. So you and Patrick played the good guys, in other words. <laughs> we do, yeah, thank heavens. <laughs> we do. Well, yeah. I, I always see you as the good guy anyways. I mean, have you ever played a role where you were, you know, the, the, the bad person? I did. I did. I think it was another Lifetime uh, <laughs> movie. You know, they sort of, once you're in that family, they kind of cycle you through as the, the put-upon wife, the, uh, you know, the, the hard-nosed attorney, and then uh, and then the psycho. So I, I got my, you know, my crack at, be, at being the psycho. I think it was with Heather Locklear. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I was, did terrible things to Heather Locklear. And uh, anyway, it was interesting to play a, a, a psycho. Yeah, do you enjoy that one, you know, be, being the bad guy for a while? <laughs> I did. I did, I have to say. And I, at first, I wondered about, I mean, what is it like to, play someone so so twisted and so ill and uh and so i i cheated i just thought i'm going to play her like she's just life is a picnic and she's just having the best time and i didn't i didn't go dark i just let the story do the dark for me and uh hopefully it hopefully it worked wow yeah (laughs) So, getting back to the viral vignettes, um, yes. the 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 are you in just one episode? Is that what you're doing? One, yes. Uh, and I notice it's it's called Care Package, correct? Yeah. And so, can you give us an idea what that one's about? Well, let's see. Uh, let's see. Donnie and I are married, and my sister. We live out in the countryside. My sister lives in New York. 
And um, she has sent us a, a package, which I think is just some fabulous steaks, because I think she's done that in the past. And come to find out, it's not steaks at all. It's something quite other. And so you'll just have to tune in to see what it is. <laughs> Cliffhanger, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds that sounds good. Uh, now, is it is it a comedy, or are they're all comedies? Correct? Is they are all comedies, sort of playing on the neuroses and the inconveniences of of the pandemic. You know, the loneliness factor, the truths that come out, the inconveniences, the miscommunications. Um, yeah, it makes sort of comedy out of the angst of this, you know, separated world that we've been in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, all of this goes to help a good cause, right? You bet. The Actors Fund is just extraordinary, and they've been so, so proactive in this. I mean, one thing, you know, when you give to a charity, you, you just, you want to know that it's efficiently run so that the, the dollars are impactful and they really are. Um, and with the Actors Fund, it's it's a well-established uh, charity fund. And also the spectrum of people that it helps is incredibly broad. It, it, you know, with the title of the Actors Fund, you think, oh, it's only for actors. But that's not the case. It's for crew and production um, across the board. And I mean... For instance, I, you know, as I, I mentioned, the our show in New York closed on two hours' notice, and if you and and that was the same for all of Broadway and all of Off Broadway and all the concert concerts, you know, across the country. Mm-hmm. So to have that, to have your income just so unexpectedly shut off for well over a year for most of the people in the entertainment world. I mean, it, it, it's just, it's, it's extraordinary. I read something in the New York Times today saying that the last time this happened was Shakespeare was still writing new plays wow. <laughs> you know, when the arts were hit at this level. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it's extraordinary. I, I count myself extremely lucky to have worked at all yeah. in the last year and plus. Yeah. So, I mean, people have had have had to reach out for help, and the Actors Fund has been there for them um, with counseling and food and rent and whatever else they have needed. So, you know, I know it's a good cause, and and I'm I'm grateful for it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like you mentioned, that uh, a lot of people think it's just for actors. But the thing is, is that, you know, a lot of people think that, oh, an actors, well, they're making $20 million a film and everything. But there's only, you know, so few that actually do that, you know. I mean, and that's correct. There's, you know, I mean, everybody just, like you say, lost their jobs and they're yeah. probably out doing whatever they can to, to try to keep ends meeting and uh, so this is this is great you got I mean the, the, the whole bunch of you that have gotten together this is a, a fantastic thing to do you bet you bet it was yeah it felt it felt meaningful and 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 fun to be a part of but also you know for for such a good cause an imperative cause mm-hmm. 
<laughs> have you worked with? I mean, you worked with Donnie. You, you mentioned that, but uh, any of the other people uh, in in the past? Any of the other actors that are going to that are well, in your segments? Well, I'd worked with Anson um, also on Happy Days. Yes, and yeah. We did. I was directed by him a couple of times on other other shows along the way. And Barry Bostwick, I worked with. Um, tell you something about Barry. I mean, what an incredibly gifted actor. And at some, you know, he was the original lead in, uh, in Greece, um, really? when it was a, a stage play. Yeah. And, um, and Greece is the wonderful show we, we all know and love. And a few years after Barry had had his great success with Greece, I got to do the role of Sandy, uh, in a regional theater. And I was, when I got the script it's a very very slim script and what filled it out was Barry Bear, all of Barry's business all of this shtick and the you know the physical comedy and the, the commedia really of it was all Barry Bostwick yeah. and he, he made that show and we were lucky to have had someone who had directing us who had been in the cast with Barry so because it was not translated into the script the writers uh, you know only had published what they had written which was very very proper but you know 40% of what uh, of the of the play itself was just Barry so when I got to work with him I I told him that it was just I mean, the man is a kind of mad genius, I think, and uh, so yeah. Yeah, he's certainly done a lot of a lot of different things, and um, I'm I'm trying to think of the name of the mo- the play that he was in, uh, the movie he was in there, the one. Uh, oh, geez, my <laughs> my mind just just blanked on it, and, and I can picture him and Meatloaf was in it, oh. and um, oh, huh. what the heck was that? Okay. Jeez, uh, oh, with the transvestites. Well, no help to you, I'm afraid. But... The one with the transvestites and and uh, oh sure 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 uh, Rocky Horror yes Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror there we yeah. go yeah. yeah oh gosh yes yeah yeah I mean he's so talented he's done you know that Spin City and then you know and everything else yeah. he's done it's just it's just amazing yeah. yeah enormous talent yeah yeah but you've done a lot of too I mean looking back at your career you've done a lot of stuff uh, was acting what you always wanted to do. You bet, always. Well, sort of. I, as a little girl, I wanted to be a ballerina, but I'm knock kneed. I've got a huge rib cage, so it's you know <laughs> it was not ultimately in the cards, and uh, so acting was sort of, but was the thing. But and, and I've been grateful. I've had a, a a journeyman career. I think I've been able to sort of you know keep going. I never had that one project that sort of catapulted me into the you know into the superstardom or anything like that but maybe this was better for me because i've it has afforded me the ability the opportunity to work a, a lot through several decades of of my life mm-hmm. yeah. it, so i yeah. now uh, there was one movie you were in and mm-hmm. I cannot imagine this movie uh, with so many people in it. And uh, it must have been fun. It must have been a riot to make. Uh, it had Sally Kirkland, who's been a guest here on, on my show. Uh, Don Most, mm-hmm. who was also a guest on the show. And like I said, seems to jump into a lot of 
movies and shows that you're in. Um, Stuart Whitman, Ann Southern, Jim Backus, and Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Crazy Mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it was directed by Jonathan Demme, by yes. the great Jonathan Demme. Um, yeah. yeah, that was early days for myself and also for Donnie. Um, when Cloris died recently, Donnie and I spoke about how lucky we were to have worked with with Cloris that early on because she was a maverick. Um, of <laughs> course, just a remarkable talent. Um, mm-hmm. But she had a spark and a joy and an electricity about her that just you know, sets you on fire as a young person. It's like, oh, that's what it can be like. And she was fearless. She would try anything. Yeah. And also we had Anne Southern. Anne Southern played the grandmother, Cloris the mama, and uh, I was the daughter. So Anne, of course, brought a whole other dynamic mm-hmm. to the set. There was an, an elegance and the legacy so being around that, too, was uh, was a great deal of fun. Yeah. Now, I, I, I had a chance before uh, Cloris passed, of course, uh, to uh, spend a lot of time, actually, not a lot, but a, a few times uh, I, I had the opportunity to uh, to be with her and, and talk with her and things like that. And, mm. um, I mean, she was crazy. <laughs> And, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but, but mm-hmm. you know, she was a riot to be around. Was she like yeah. that way back, you know, with cra- you the movie Crazy Man? She was oh, the same way? absolutely. Absolutely. She was yeah, just a no, riot to be with. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, just a, spark, just a font of creativity mm-hmm. and uh, exciting to be around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everything seemed possible yeah. uh, with Cloris. And, yeah. And, one time we were in a restaurant, we were eating, and uh, mm-hmm. all of a sudden she gets up, and she walks over to these people at another table, and they had a dog, and she loved the dog, and she was patting it, and, and these people are, you know, they're looking at her like, Cloris Leachman is patting our dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was, she was just a, so much life in her. I mean, it was... It was so much life, yeah, that's, that's exactly right, yeah, and a very deeply loving woman oh yeah so nice yeah yeah mm-hmm. so how did you get involved with happy days I, I know now you actually if i remember right you were richie's girlfriend at one point too right as a different character that's correct well uh, you know all all roads lead back to donnie so donnie was doing the show and, and uh he called me um and said oh there's a, a role that you'd be right for uh, so why don't you, you know, get your agent on? So he alerted me to this, to this fact that there was this role coming up, as you say, as Richie's girlfriend, the glory. And it was a recurring, um, unhappy days. So I, I went in, uh, thanks to Donnie and auditioned and ended up getting the role. So I did that for a couple of years on and off, but then as the happy days developed, um, it, I mean, it was designed to be Ron's show. But it was the Fonzie character that took off. Mm-hmm. So they, which is you know, totally unpredictable, but that's what happened. And um, so they they started to sort of whittle down supporting characters around Ron. And that was me out of a job. And then Ron was interesting because he, it sort of pushed him. Um, I mean, he, he said this back in the day. He, he uh because he wasn't working quite as much, Fonzie's character was working more. He had extra time, and that's what 
kind of initiated him into directing. I think he had always intended to go into directing, but it pushed him into it a little bit sooner. So that was a happy, very happy outcome. And, um, but then years later, there was a breakdown again for happy days. And they said they were looking for a fiance for Fonzie and they were looking for a Linda Pearl type. So we called and said, well, you know, may I audition for this? And uh, I We can did. give you the real and, thing. <laughs> you yeah. don't need a Linda Pearl type. You can have Linda yeah. Pearl. <laughs> so I went back as a, as a totally different character and, and, and did that the last few years. And when Gary Marshall passed away, uh, sadly, um, you know, there was an enormous celebration of life uh, event. And... Oh, my goodness. To be in that room with those hundreds of people and everyone uh, there, myself included, had a story about how Gary Marshall changed the trajectory of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, he he moved so many people, writers, directors, designers, actors, certainly moved our lives. He moved our lives forward. So, yeah. Yeah, was Gary he a, was, uh, was he a real driving force on on set, or what did he was he more laid back? No, 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 uh-uh. absolutely. I mean, he let everybody do their thing. I think part of his genius was that he would hire great people, um, and then let them do their thing. But he was absolutely hands on, and all of his shows were better for it. <laughs> Well, Linda, there's so many things we could talk about because, I mean, we, we've only started scratching a little bit here. We could talk oh. about Matlock because, you know, you were on that. And then, but I, I, I do want to just take a quick spot here and, and mention because mm-hmm. people will send me nasty letters if I don't. <laughs> oh. Because The Office is, is is such a phenomena. And you were Pam's mom in that show. Uh, how was it working mm. on, on that show? Oh, it was great. And it was very reminiscent of Happy Days. The Happy Days set was a very happy place. It was, uh, you know, it was family, and uh, it just had a great energy about it. And the first day I walked on the set of The Office, it was very similar. I came on to The Office after it had been on for many years, and they had had this, you know, huge success. And you know, sometimes when shows experience that, um, there can develop a kind of, I don't know, laissez-faire or laziness even. And that was not at all the case on, on the office. And people came to work as though it was their first day, and there was a level of excitement and commitment um, to the work. And I, you know, I always have to think that starts at the tops. So I think Steve Carell was largely responsible for that. But... Um, but it was the case for for everyone. Everyone felt that way, and it was just a great, fun thing to be with and to work with Steve, to work with John and Jenna. Those were the characters I had the most interaction with. It was mm-hmm. just a delight. Yeah. Now, of, of all the roles that you've had, is there one that stands out most for you as being, you know, so close to your heart? You know, I, certainly there there's some pieces I've been able to do in the theater that, that feel that way. One in particular is a one-woman show written by 
Joan Didion, you know, based on her book of the Year of Magical Thinking. I've had the chance to do that in about 13 venues over the last five or six years, and and um, it's a it's a one woman show. It's actually my son's idea of a nightmare because it's mom talking nonstop for an hour and 40 minutes. But it um, in it she deals with the sudden death of her husband and her daughter, and so she goes into the bowels and the madness of grief and then digs her way out and so that feels like um you know when i get to do it it's, it has always felt like a, a piece of in, in service mm-hmm. you know to to the struggling heart it, in fact early days of the pandemic i i did a, a recording of it for the actors fund so that's one but for tv there was one i did a hundred years ago with sean cassidy called like normal people and it was based on the true story of a mentally challenged couple. And, of course, to work with Sean was great. We've remained friends ever since. But to get a purview into these two people's lives, um, that was a privilege and very, very instructive. They were courageous. He had a great family. And, uh, you know, they moved mountains. They really um, they changed laws. A restrictive laws for mentally challenged people and, and uh, anyway that was a very inspiring um project to be a part of yeah wow well linda um i, I want to finish up with one final question but before we do that i want to remind people that this saturday may 8th that people should be getting on the, online going to www.viralvignettes.com and at 5 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Eastern time for three hours, a whole bunch of great vignettes that will be coming your way, little segments of comedy. And uh, you will be win- in one of them. And uh, we can't wait to see those. And uh, final question is, hmm. you've probably had some time to sit back and, and relax. And while you have been, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, gee, I'm going to disappoint you. You know, we haven't really watched that much, but Space Force, Steve Carell's Space Force, I mean, I've watched that and just laugh out loud. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from the ridiculous to the sublime, The Crown. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's just so, so delicious and not a false note in it. I mean, I'd be the last person to know, but it just seemed, you know, the writing and all the performances so extraordinary. Um, so yeah, those have been my two, those have been the two absolute home runs, I think for us during the, during the pandemic. What about movies when you're, you know, changing the channel? Do you, is there any movie that you see that you've seen 50 times and you just have to watch it again? No, isn't that awful? No, no, no. I will say that there is, that there is, you know, that there is a movie that, um, that changed how I, how I think. It was um, Dead Man Walking, mm-hmm. and yeah. so it was very impactful. I was absolutely in favor of the death penalty prior to watching that movie, and uh, by the time the end credits were running, I had changed my mind. I am, I have, I was no longer, and have remained uh, n- not in favor of the death penalty. Yeah. Huh. Well. Linda, I cannot thank you enough, and uh, you know, <laughs> I, I wish you, you luck. Much. I wish you luck with the uh, viral vignettes that are coming up, and uh, people can connect with you on Instagram, Facebook, and your website, LindaPearl.com, Correct. 
Correct. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us. Well, thanks for sharing your audience. I appreciate it. And stay safe. And I can't thank Linda Pearl enough for coming here on On Screen and Beyond and sharing with us here. And hope you enjoyed that one. And uh, be sure to check out the viral vignettes. Now, just so you know how that's spelt, because, you know, <laughs> I, I would have trouble with that. It's, you go to www, and it's viral vignettes. V-I-R-A-L-V-I-G-N-E-T-T-E-S dot com. And that's at 5 o'clock Pacific Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. And uh, the proceeds will go to benefit the Actors Fund. And they could really use your help with that. And, uh, you know, if you can if, if you can afford it and uh, help uh, support them, that would be great. Because uh, there's a lot of people out there who aren't working and uh, need your support. And if you can, it's, uh, it would be great. So uh, be sure to check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Three hours and uh, all these little segments will be done. And uh, these actors are all, you know, doing their thing and uh, acting like they should. So uh, be sure to check that out. And be sure to check us out at onscreenandbeyond.com. We're also on Twitter. We're uh, trying to get back up on Facebook. And uh, we uh, I'm still working on Instagram. I started it and then I just didn't get around to finishing that up. So we'll get that out there too. And Anchor FM, and uh, then uh, we're on, you know, all kinds of podcast providers. Uh, they're all out there, of course. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, just, uh, you know, wherever you listen to us, that's great. If you are on Apple, be sure to, uh, you know, leave us a review. A nice five-star review would be nice. That would help out and get the word out about On Screen and Beyond. Uh, you could also uh, leave leave a written review. That would be good. But you can also just click, you know, the five stars. And, of course, like I said, tell a friend and subscribe to On Screen and Beyond. Or uh, if you subscribe, also go back and, you know, download all all the episodes of On Screen and Beyond, and then you can catch up on all of those. There's a lot of, of fascinating people, and uh, we just hope you'll check those out. And uh, we'll keep putting back the old ones up like we used to have up there. And uh, because we changed, like I said earlier, and over and over, I've told you that uh, we had to make some changes and get those up there, and uh, they're coming your way. We've got about 100, and we have 400 more to go, or more than that, actually. So anyways, uh, we'd appreciate that, and I will keep uh, putting up more and more as we go. So uh, check us out. And uh, that's about it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 